You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Changed from glory to glory. You know, change is a constant, some say. I know that this may be not always as obvious as we would like it to be, but wow. I, I mean, for me, this has been very true. You know, if I, I cannot even remember, and I would not want to necessarily, what I would have, what I was like before Christ was formed in me and the life that I lived. I, I really don't look back at that in any kind of, any kind of desire. I mean, that scripture that is, is in Hebrews, uh, somewhere around verse 17 or 18 of Hebrews 11, where it says, Abraham could have returned to the life he had before if he would have looked back. But he steadfastly looked to him who was making and building a city with, found, with a sure foundation, and therefore God was not ashamed to be called their God. So Abraham could have looked back. And the Bible talks about those who go back to their old life as those who are filled with their own ways. And the Bible calls them backsliders in Proverbs 14, verse 14. And the book of Hebrews warns us against an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God and going back to that life of self and letting go of the new life in Christ. Uh, he warns us. So in other words, for people to think it's not possible to ever go back, uh, that would be silly to think such a thing, you know. And, uh, and it's so important that we live in the keeping of our Savior and that we keep being changed because that's where the keeping is. While that is naturally true within our bodies, that out of the bone, marrow comes the new red blood cells and that our body is constantly renewing, renewing, renewing and the kidneys are removing the impurities that are uh, that are taken out of our body through the liquids that come out of us. You know, we're being changed constantly. We are being changed constantly. And that is divine attributes of our making. In other words, God made us to be renewed consistently, to be transformed consistently, to live as He lives. And that regenerating of His life-giving Spirit is eternal, is the eternal nature, is the eternal life. And that is one of the great attributes of the divine nature, eternity, eternal life. I mean, Jesus as our great high priest ministers in the power of an eternal life. And what makes him the great high priest of our confession is that eternal life in which he now ministers and, and, and ever lives, interceding, bringing into us that life. So, and Jesus lived in this reality. He lived in this reality. The Bible says he came 
to give us life and it more abundantly and, and on and on and on. There's so many scriptures come to my mind right now, but I want to read to you here from John 17. And, and I really love this. I, I'm going to just share it from my heart. I know you can read it, John 17, verse 22. That whole chapter of 26 verses is <laughs> so rich, so powerful. Meditate on it often, but... In verse 22, Jesus says, and this is my paraphrase, he said, Father, the glory you have given me, the glory of being one with you, I have given to them that I may be in them even as you are in me so that they may be made perfectly one with us so that the world may see that you sent me by, your, by me being in them and that you love them as much as you love me. Again, that the world may see you send me because I live in them. When people see us and they say, what is this about you? You say, it's Jesus in me. He is coming to the world to save sinners. And I was one of the greatest among them, but he has saved me to use me as an example for you, that what he's done for me, he can do for you. And this is how we share our testimony with people. And that's what Jesus was saying. The Father, the glory, Father, you've given me. I've given them the glory being one with you, that even as you are in me, that I am in them so that the world may see in them that you sent me and love them as much as you love me. Father, the world doesn't know you, but I know you. And I will keep on revealing to you to these whom you've given me out of the world so that the same mighty love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. You see, this, this, is, this is where the transformation is constantly happening in us, more than you realize, more than you realize. There's a beautiful song we sing in the church today that God is working even we don't see it, even we don't feel it, He works. He keeps working. He is working even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it. How absolutely true that is. How marvelously true that is. And you know, one of the great scriptures that helps your faith, especially when it comes to being changed, because if you don't know it within yourself, right? If you don't know the transformation in yourself, it's hard to believe for other people because you look at them and some of their behaviors can be so hard to bear. And you kind of go, well, they'll never change. Well, who could say that of you or me? If we say it of another, it could be said of us. I know that, you know, when I, when I got born again and Christ's life came in me in 1978, there was a minister there. And I actually do love that man. I don't know if he's still alive, but I do love that man. But he said something, and I can appreciate why. He said to me, oh, Robert, I know what you're like. Give you three weeks and you'll be back up to your old ways. You know? And that is, what, 40 plus years ago. And, and, and I'm actually not that man I was then. But yeah, I understand. I had been so offensively a sinner and caused my father and my mother so much grief with my rebellion that he was offended with me on their behalf. And, and that offense came out of him. And I understand. 
but Jesus took it on on the cross of Calvary. He was crucified for my offenses. He was bruised for my iniquities. My sin was laid upon him while he was innocent. And by his sufferings that he bore on his body, I received the healing. It's an amazing grace that you get through Jesus. You cannot get anywhere else in heaven on earth. There's no name given unto men by which we must be saved, but the name of Jesus. And I understand why he said that. I would love to meet him today. I haven't really seen him for, for almost for 35 years or more. I'd love to see him today and look him in the eyes and say, wow, brother, look what Jesus has done. Look at the good work he began and he has perfected it and he keeps perfecting it. And I can't tell you, brother, that I'm perfect yet, but I know when I see him, I'll be like him. You see, and, and when you struggle with yourself, or maybe you struggle with others that they'll never change. Read this scripture that I'm going to read you now. It's 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. Now, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation, freedom. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being, are being transformed, are being, praise God, your being, transform into that same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. And I know sometimes you think they'll never change. You'll never change. But I believe my Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, ever lives to make intercession to save to the uttermost all that come to God through Him. He will not fail to transform you by His indwelling life. And He is faithful and true. He is faithful. You may say then, why hasn't it happened yet? You know, why isn't it? Why don't I see it? Do you have to persevere in faith? Do you have to endure? I do, I do. I feel like giving up, but something inside of me won't let me. Hebrews chapter 10 says, you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may obtain the promise. And there is nothing inside of us that should draw back from what God has begun in us because God has no pleasure in those who draw back. And we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but those who believe that we will share in His glory. Now, come on. He is transforming you from one degree of His glory to another by His Spirit. There is so much more of the glory of the Lord Jesus. I'm going to talk to you about it next week, that He is working in you. Come on. There's so much more Jesus wants to share with you. I'm going to talk about this on Monday next week. So come on, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You say, what does that mean, don't give up? Keep leaning on the Lord. Keep saying, Lord, I trust in you. I know you love me. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. Save me. That's a verse that you find in Psalm 119. I'm yours, Lord. Save me. Oh, I'm so grateful that Jesus is so incredibly faithful. And what am I to do then, you may ask yourself. What am I to do? Okay, trust in him. Say, Lord, I lean on you. I rely on you. I depend on you. Lord, I trust you are able to perfect me, to transform you read like Psalm 138. Oh, I love that Psalm. It's only eight verses. And the last verse says, Lord, do not abandon the work of your hands, but complete that which concerns me. I am your handiwork, so to speak. So what am I to do? 
I'll read it to you right here, John 15. I am the true vine, my Father is the vine dresser. Your heavenly Father knows how to keep working your surrendering to Jesus and His manifestation into you. The heavenly Father works it by His amazing goodness and mercy that are new every morning. Every branch, Jesus says in me, that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, and that it may bear more fruit. Now you're already clean because of the Word. You see, what you need is what you're doing right now. You're listening to the Word. Keep listening to the Word. I remember one gentleman came to our church years many, many years ago, and his life had been ruined ruined and he had suffered such loss. Oh, how I love this man. And, and he said to me, his name is Jim. And he said to me, Pastor, what am I to do? What am I to do? I said, Jim, all you have to do is keep coming. All you have to do is keep coming. Come on Sunday, come on Wednesday, come every time the door is open, come and just sit here. He said, is that all I'm to do? Yes, but yes, Jim, just do this. And he did it. He came, he came, and he was being washed by the water of the word, Galatians 5, Ephesians 5. He was being transformed by the Spirit of the Lord in him constantly, 2 Corinthians 3. Oh, and what a beautiful, amazing, heavenly man came forth out of that earthen treasure that had been ravaged by sin. What a beautiful new man. Oh, he's such a beautiful man of God. I love him dearly. I miss him. I haven't seen him for a while. Now he says, you're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. So what am I to do? Abide in Him and let His Word abide in you. The fruit will come, you'll see. The fruit will come. I am so grateful Jesus showed this. You know why? Because fruit does not just come instantly. It has, the, 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 the seed has to be planted and then it's nursed by the soil and it dies and out of its death comes this new life and it begins to break forth from the unseen into the seen, first the blade, and in the blade the head, and then the full head comes forth. Jesus describes this. I need to look that up so I can quote it more accurately. But what a wonderful thing when after a while, what cannot be seen becomes seen in the flesh, and then the fullness of the sun will be made manifest at his appearing. Oh, what a glorious future we have in Jesus. Can I close with these thoughts today? You know, when I say, abide in me and let my word abide in you, take scriptures like Ephesians 3, verse 14 through 21. When I was a young Christian, 1978, I was given a cassette series by Pastor John Osteen. And I'll never forget sitting there in my room and listening to it. And one of the things that kept coming out of Brother Osteen was Ephesians 3, verse 14 through 21. And it took root in me. What you yield your heart to by what you listen to or what you look at will affect you. That's why I look to Jesus and hear His Word. And right there it says, 
I bow my knees before the Father of glory from whom all of us in heaven and earth receive our name, that He may grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened with His might in your inner man through His Spirit making its permanent home in your heart. Part of this is the Amplified in the New King James. The Holy Spirit dwelling in you, the New King James would say, so that you by faith may have your roots in Christ and may come to know together with all the saints in heaven and on earth what is the height, the depth, the breadth, the length of Christ's love which far surpasses all knowledge so that you may become a body holy, filtered, flood of it, God Himself, and have the richest measure of His divine presence to whom, who is able also to accomplish this in you by His power that's at work in you, far above what you could ask, hope, or pray. To Him, the Father, belongs all the glory through Christ Jesus in the church for eternity to eternity. I want to encourage you, take these scriptures. And I know this is Robert's paraphrase, you know, and, you, and, and God is not as, as, as stipulous as some of these people that go, oh, you didn't quote that perfectly. They, they only think of the knowledge, not the life. But I want the life of the Word to live in you. I'm not saying that it's okay to be inaccurate. No, 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 I don't say that. But what I do say is that you need to have the life of God in you. And that is the Word. The Word is life. The Word is healing. And when it so lives in your heart and mind as He's covenanted with us to write His Word in our heart so that we will want what I want and in our minds so we know what I want and that our heart goes up into the knowledge of Him and we glory in the Lord. We glory in the Lord. Oh, well, hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. We glory in the Lord. Lord Jesus, I worship you for being my God and my Savior. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I lean on you. I depend on you. I abide in you. And I thank you for giving your word to live in me, your living word that I may perceive and recognize and acknowledge you in all I am and say and do. Jesus, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Have a good day.